Young. We are Tax FM 107.2. Today we're talking about getting you into the job market. I mean, after university, everyone is going to be pining and wanting to create a CV uh, and, you know, get a job. But it's very important how we get about, you know, doing that. There's so many things that we usually overinflate uh, on our CVs and maybe that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. I mean, we had this conversation the, the other day, but this time I mentioned we, we've got the experts today and uh, I'm very excited to be chatting to Tando Takume from the UP Career Services, uh, part of this incredible university. She is the project coordinator, uh, employ- employee engagement uh, for employee engagements and career events. Is that correct? That's correct. That's that's a mouthful. I mean, your business card must be long <laughs> with that title. Tanda, thank you so much for, for joining us this morning. Thank you so much, Sepi, for having me. Really a pleasure to be with you guys. So, uh, I mean, UP Career Services, I mean, from the day you, you come into UP, it's 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 literally put in front of you. And, and what it essentially tells us is, listen, you need to prepare yourself for, for the job market. And, and I think it's absolutely incredible that we're exposed to something like this and even while we're students, I mean, we still are looking for jobs. It's part-time jobs, uh, or we've just graduated and we want to get into the market. How do you start? I think the most important document when it comes to that is the CV. How do you start going about that? Because you learn in high school, but really, there, there seem to be new tactics every single day. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. So we do encourage students from first year level to actually start drafting their CV. So you would see our services are not only limited to when you're in your final year. We want to speak to the first year student to think about the end in mind while mm-hmm. they're starting their careers, yeah. And you are right to say that the CV is the most important document mm-hmm. you'll ever write. And the nice thing about a CV is that you're actually writing about yourself. So now you need to be a person that really, really recognizes your skills. Mm. So most of the time, uh, students that don't have experience tend to feel like, what do I put on my CV? Mm. And that's where they fell into the trap of wanting to exaggerate and inflate and put things that they really cannot substitute Mm. or substantiate and to explain themselves. So the best tip I can give if you want to start compiling this important document, which is your CV, is to just try and think about yourself as a Mm. personal brand. Like, what do you want people to know about you? Because this document has to speak for you in rooms where you are not there. So what are you putting in your CV? The CV Mm. template counts. What you are writing there, how you structure it, the grammar mistakes, the the, Mm. how you describe yourself in that document has somebody else reading it has to be like, wow, I want to meet this person that wrote this document. Mm. So even if you don't have experience, but you can mostly um, capitalize on your best skills. How do you describe yourself? What are you studying? What are you learning from your course that you feel you can relate into the industry? Yeah. And also what's important is to not to, you know, downplay certain skills. You know, some skills we have, but you think not really important do mm. I put it on my CV mm. or not but you need to look in those small you know skills that you have gained um, that you can put on your CV to just try and market yourself better now in in, in what you mentioned you also hopped on the, the experience thing which I think is something a lot of us young people uh, I mean many people who are just compiling CVs struggle with when we when we get into it or when we look for jobs is that we see a post and it asks for you know three to five years experience and it's like hi i'm I'm 21 
I've just come out of university. Where do I get that from? I mean, uh, how do you get around to doing that? Because that just is daunting for so many people to just, you know, as soon as they're done with university, it's like, bam, we want five years experience. Exactly. Yeah. And the unfair part of it is that um, you don't have that experience mm. and you're really eager to want to get into the job market. Mm. But, you know, there's that um, hold that you need to have that experience. But in in, in fact, um, to be in all fairness, you know, as much as employers do require that, um, they do consider certain activities that you have done as a student to oh. count as experience. But what we sometimes do as students is that we don't put our unpaid volunteering opportunities that we do. If you've been mm. part of the student society or student bodies, um, if you've been part of uh, faculty houses, you've held a leadership role in the university. That counts as experience because sure. they, you are given a portfolio and you are learning mm. skills that develop your leadership skills, your time management, working under pressure, interacting with different stakeholders organizing events, administration, social media in this day and age. Mm. So there's so many things that students are engaged in that they don't realize that they count as experience for themselves. You know, even if it's an internship or even if it's an apprenticeship or even unpaid, like I've already mentioned. So all of those side gigs, I mean, Mm. we live in a, in a world of gig economy where you can get a, you know, freelance um, uh, gig here and there. Those are the things you put in your CV and they can accumulate into some, you know, kind of years to show that you have been in the in the space of working mm-hmm. environment. So it's really important that students don't be closed-minded about opportunities and say, no, um, it's not really a you know work, I wasn't getting mm-hmm. paid, or it wasn't a really formal structured. But you were using your time and skills yeah. to develop yourself yeah. and to help others in the meantime. So you were gaining some kind of experience. Sure. So it might not be a full three years in a working environment, but yeah. it was still a working experience. I mean, I'm already thinking that just from that, there's so many bells going off in my head and there's so many things I know I will add to you my see, CV. Yeah. And we overlook these things thinking yeah. that, oh, I don't think this is good enough. You know, uh, this won't necessarily look the nicest on my LinkedIn or on my CV. Exactly. Um, but I mean, just hearing you say that, looking at the kind of opportunities we're given, the kind of things we get up to, especially on campus and whatnot, mm. it's incredible to know that these can also be included uh, on our CVs as well. Now, something else that um, you mentioned is that even if you know there's no experience, you list the skills um, that you have. And I mean, sometimes you could say, hey, I work well under pressure. I've got incredible leadership skills. Uh, I am, and I know this is one that, that catches a lot of us out. I'm great at Microsoft Excel, you know, and uh, let's, let's not, let's not get into that because I know one of those people who's absolutely horrible at that. Um, when you talk about skills like that and you write it down, but I know that like when it comes to Excel, I teka teka. Um, uh. That's a terrible thing to do oh, and it no actually word. it happens a lot. It happens sure. a lot with the really simple basic skills. Mm. A person will write there, I can work well under pressure and you get into an interview and they ask you, give us a scenario where you've worked under pressure or under stressful mm. environment. A person can recall anything. Sure. You put them in a working environment, you overload them with work, they crumble and then they're mm. overwhelmed because they wrote a skill that they cannot, you know, function in yeah. or perform it. So sure. it's important that as students we become realistic like Mm. the most important thing is to be self-awareness know what are your limitations and know what you can officially do and what you cannot do it's okay if you're lacking in some areas but 
in your CV, you don't want to put things that are going to be, you know, when you are being scrutinized now when mm-hmm. they're digging, you can't explain yourself. Yeah. You need yeah. to be substantiated, give examples, give scenarios. So it's not a good thing to actually lie about any of the skills that you have. If you don't have, sure. you don't have. So don't try to inflate the truth and make it sound like you're really, really that good because it can have bad implications if yeah. you actually lie on your CV. And then when you're now uh, given an opportunity to do that Excel and you're like, oh, where do I go? Don't know what to do, then you yeah. found out that you are a fraud and you're like, okay, you yeah. sold us a lie um so we don't do that absolutely not focus on your strengths focus on what you can really really do now but i mean the 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 job market is very competitive i mean there's so many people who are looking for jobs and very few jobs limited uh, available to people who are looking and i mean you always want your cv to stand out so i think the one thing you wanted to be you know colorful Mm. i'm great at this i'm but how far can you push it until it's like whoa this is this is not true. I mean, uh, we can say I'm computer proficient, da, 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 mm. but how far can you push it until it's like this is no longer true? This is fraudulent, if you will. Mm. So you see what the most important thing that is alarming, especially for recruiters and people like us that look at mm. CVs all the time, if, is if you can just automatically see that things have been copied and pasted from Google. Analytical thinking, critical thinking, and then you sit with somebody and you're like, okay, please demonstrate what do you mean by analytical thinking? And then Mm. a person does, you know, because they just, you know, put it exactly as it was from Google and and mm. put it there. So it doesn't help. You think of your CV as your own PowerPoint presentation. Mm. And a PowerPoint presentation, you should be able to, you know, when you're giving your presentation about yourself, Explain everything that is there. So if you yeah, cannot yeah. explain it, do not put it on your CV. Don't try sure. to look too nice. But I think the one thing you can capitalize on when you're writing your CV is to focus on that cover letter, that first important part mm. where you are writing a personal brief about how best you describe yourself. And really use the skills where you can mention a skill and say, this is where I've gained the skill. Or through sure. this lecture and through this class, through this group assignment, I've gained this kind of a skill. So in that way, you are building like a story of this is the skills I have gained throughout. I mean, things like um, lying about your 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 qualification is a different case completely because mm-hmm. that one is definitely going to not fly with employers mm-hmm. You'll be because they will verify and you will be caught out and then you don't get the job anymore. Sure. But the skills you should never have to lie about. You have to know what you can do and what you cannot do. Sure. I mean, just listening to that, I want us to circle back to to that lying about qualifications in just a bit. I mean, it's a very heavy one mm. that I think, especially when you've heard of the scandals in this country, it's one we know all too well. But uh, let's let's quickly touch on the lying on your CV. What happens? What can potential employers do to you? What you know? What could happen to you if it's found out that hey, you work? Caught lying on your CV <laughs> Because I mean It sounds like there, there might be Some scary implications Yeah definitely Definitely That is being A, fraud, a fraudulent mm. uh, case Because now You have impersonated Somebody that you are not You have claimed ah. skills You you said you have But you actually do not have And now 
if, for example, you are in a permanent position, you'll be mm. given probation. Within that three months of probation, sure. they will discover that you actually do not have the capabilities of doing this job. Sure. They might not renew your contract. You might get terminated and, you know, you will lose your job. And more than anything, the, the, the brand damage of who you are, mm. no one is going to want to give you a reference because they know that you represented something that you are not. And obviously, um, just for your own reputation, you know, it's going to be like now you are an imposter mm. you are not really capable of doing this so that's why it's important to be realistic most of the time um you are hired not because you can do the job but mm. you're showing capabilities you have some ability of being trained in that role mm. so what's important is for you to be teachable show an a learning attitude like I might not know it, but I'm a person who's eager to learn. And if I put my mind to it, I'm going to do it. So mm. please show me how to do it. So your attitude will count for you yeah. rather than for you to lie about something that you cannot. You'll get fired. You'll get sure. blacklisted. You will not have another job again. Nobody's going to want to touch you. So please stay away from <laughs> lying. I mean, just <laughs> listening to that, all the implications of lying, it just, yeah, it sounds horrible to even think about. Um, but I think if, if I don't want to say there's, there's a tier of lying, oh, this is a better lie than the other. But when it comes to lying about qualifications, that, that's a massive thing. Uh, so how do employers set about you know, verifying that, yeah, this is a, a legitimate qualification. Okay, so the nice thing is that you don't have to prove that your qualification is legit oh. or not. As long as you have your qualification or you have your transcript printed from the university. Um, but what usually employers do is that they will do their own verification checks before they employ you. Mm. And that's basically just to see if the institution is registered with DHAT and also just to also check if your qualification is SACA um, accredited. And they mm. have a way of checking that it is within the qualifications authority board and you don't have to prove anything over than that but the most important thing for you also not to be a fraud you must know what you learned in class be able ah. to apply your theory because now how do you know you bought your qualification someone was doing your assignments mm. for you so you want to show that i have the qualification and i've actually gained knowledge that yeah. i can use practically i was learning theory academically there i'm fine but now mm. show in the workplace you can't find an employer saying, I don't understand this graduate, you know, you've sure. got this qualification, but they can't do this, they can't do yeah. that. You are failing yourself. Step up to the qualification. You yeah. already have this good qualification from a good reputable um, university. So now also step up your skills to match that. Show that yeah. you've got the competency. You were prepared well in class and then you can apply the theory and they, they will see that, okay, this person really does have the qualification. I mean, it really speaks to the fact that like we shouldn't be encouraging things like cramming and then just moving on. You know, on. just that's, moving on. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, just aim for 50%. If you're there, just move <laughs> on. Then they ask you tomorrow, please apply what you were. Mm. You can't apply it. You can't critically think. You can't critically use the knowledge to better yourself, contribute to the society, contribute at work. So what is the qualification sure. for? I mean, it, it sounds absolutely scary. I mean, it, it makes you think that, listen, while I'm here at university, I want to kind of be a bit more serious about how I go about my studies because it might catch up in the future. And when it does catch up in the future, it's, it's not going to be a nice thing at the end of it. Now, when it comes to, you know, applying for jobs, I mean, there is that whole nerve wracking um, feeling of, okay, I'm going to hand in the CV, I'm going to hand in the letter, blah, blah, blah. but then the interviews come. And uh, I think those might be easily one of the most nerve-wracking things ever 
Um, I mean, I've had the chance to sit in a job interview or two, but you know, you shake and you, you tell yourself, am I, am I wearing the right suit? Is my tie fine? There are a lot of things, but how do you, I mean, it's one thing to type. Um, and say, listen, I'm great, I'm great But how do you go up to a prospective employer And go, these are my strengths um, These are my weaknesses And how do I present it in a way That's positive, I guess For, for them to, to favor you, if you will Yeah, great So, yeah, they haven't found the chill pill For the interviews so Nerves will always be sure. <laughs> there And, you know, it's really a challenging situation And, um just an environment to be in. Mm. But let me tell you something. If you can survive that interview, you already can work under pressure. Sure. So that's a tick for you already. Yeah. So if you can just be composed in that interview and do it so well, you already have the positive and the strength of showing mm. that you are can deal with pressure. Um, but in terms of selling yourself in the interview, it's really, really important to be um, self-aware mm. who you are, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. And when it comes to weaknesses, sometimes people tend to shy away from their weaknesses. Weaknesses are not really that bad because they're mm. not saying that you are a negative person or this is wrong about you. Weaknesses is just for you to, you know, be uh, to recognize that as a human being, I am not perfect. Mm. I could have my areas of development that I need to work on, and that mm. is your weakness. So you don't have to say something negative like uh, my weakness is that I'm short-tempered. No, don't. Be personal about things. Yeah, yeah. Talk about things that you want to work on. You know, for example, sure. um, um, deadline driven. You know, I, I have that tendency of thinking I still have more time to do things, whereas I actually don't. I mean, that's every student's life. They procrastinate to do yeah, assignments yeah. until it's last minute. And those mm -hmm. are weaknesses that we face. So what's important is that the weakness that you choose you must be able to show how you overcome it and in the yeah. end it becomes your strength. Sure. So for example, if you are somebody who procrastinate a lot and you wait until last minute to do things, you can turn that to say, now because of that, I'm aware, mm -hmm. I, you know, I became aware, which is the first point that yeah. you recognized you have a problem and then I'm aware of it. Then what are you doing? Now I have like a, a dedicated to-do list or I have a diary where I prioritize my tasks and I'm able to write exactly what I need to do when and how and I continue to check you've turned your weakness into a positive threat and now you're actually showing that it is a strength so you need to balance it out don't really think about the worst case scenario about yourself yeah. and you want to put yourself in that light you want to think about something that is a negative but you want to work on and what are mm. the actions and what are you doing to better yourself in that area And obviously your strengths It's really easy to talk about Everybody, yeah. they want to brag about what they yeah. are good at <laughs> But there's always that balance Between mm. confidence And being cocky and over You know, ego Just need to be very um, humble And still show mm. with confidence And conviction that These yeah. are my strengths And this is how I'm saying that This is the backup And then you sell sure. yourself in a more positive way I mean I've, I've always thought about Having to, to show weaknesses And maybe you don't want to hop on that But like you said I mean just showing that As a human You're, you're willing to learn mm. And showing that there's progress uh, Going up is, is such an incredible thing And I think a prospective employer Would like to know that You're working on these things And mm. you perhaps be an asset To their company As you progress in this So mm. it's absolutely incredible To hear that you know Sometimes not sometimes It's good to talk about your weaknesses mm. We're human And that's how it happens mm. uh, so, And, and uh, yeah. just to add on that Sebi, mm. Also sometimes the employers will ask that question So they can be able to 
help you and assist you they know mm. that oh Tepi mentioned that his in- his weakness is this and so mm. when that time comes how do i support him sure, so that yes. he's able to carry whatever he needs to still do so it's open it's it's an open conversation mm. both parties are trying to get to know each other so you just need to be honest about it so sure. that they can be able to assist you as well in the working environment i mean that's 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 really great that you know we're walking into spaces where they know that we're not going to leave those spaces or, you know, spend time in those spaces and still be the same person that we were when we came in. Mm. And knowing that the workplace still has space for us to grow is such an incredible thing to, to take note of. Now that we, you know, we're students, we want to get into that job market. Where can we upload some of our CVs? What portals are there um, available for us to, you know, throw that on? And uh, maybe have prospective employers have a look at at that. Okay, so there's plenty. There's plenty Oof. websites and there's plenty job portals on the internet, mm-hmm. and students can obviously find them on the internet. But I think for 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 us and what we really try to encourage at the career services is that we we have our own career portal mm. to start off. Tax careers, um, where we upload all the job adverts of companies that have posted in our portal. Um, and the yeah. nice thing with our portal is that we've already vetted and checked the companies that post there, mm. so we will know exactly if it, there's a scam or it's a company that you know you wouldn't want to work for. Wow. So um, the the tricky part with finding these portals on the internet is that now the students have to be vigilant, have mm. to be alert, and they need to learn to recognize when something is a scam. But there's still the good old your career hubs, your mm. um, career junction, your peanuts. But one I really, really like at the moment is LinkedIn. Uh. LinkedIn is a professional network that also has opportunities. Companies now, they advertise on LinkedIn. Mm. So if you mm. follow companies that you would like to work for, they be on LinkedIn. They advertise jobs. They easy applies there. So you don't even have to yeah. send an email to someone else. You apply with your LinkedIn profile. Sure. There and there. So it's important that when you are looking for these portals, you just be vigilant and check mm. which one you think is creditable and which one is not. And obviously, students can come to our office for us to verify and double check if the companies are really there and they exist. Mm. But one of the alarming things people should always look out for is, you know, those um, companies that will require money for yes, upfront yes. or uh, fax stuff or, you know, complete an application form and pay a certain fee, things like that. Mm. Or, for example, uh, companies that will have a Gmail email address or Yahoo, send ah. your CV here. So those things are already alarming. Nice, nice. So I know with the desperation of trying to, you know, throw CVs everywhere, but you need to just be vigilant sure. around uh, the list of portals that are there. I mean, it's absolutely scary to know that there's so many places where, you know, people hunting for jobs could get caught out by by these scams and it's very unfortunate but it's great to know that you know tax careers and the career service uh center is able to you know help us suss these things out if if you will now uh we're about to wrap up in just a bit but there's something that a lot of students don't know and i mean many only find out once they want to apply for a campus job or something um but that's the ready for work uh initiative that the career services uh, runs. I mean, I've, I've done it. I've completed and I've got the, the certificates and it's, it's a, it, I think it's something very important and I feel every student should take it. Um, could you explain that, that initiative to students who might not have heard about it? 
I'm super impressed that you have done it <laughs> and you have completed and you have your certificate. Yes. Yay. Um, so yes, the Ready for Work program is actually an initiative by the university to try mm. and support the students to bridge the gap yeah. between what employers are looking for and our graduates. So you, you have your qualification. Let me say it. You will mm. complete your qualification, get on that stage, get your, your gown on, and then you leave the university with that paper of a certificate that you have the qualification. Mm. But how many other graduates are in the country that also have the certificate? Mm. How do you stand out from the rest of the students in the country mm. looking at the currently unemployed graduates in the country. Mm. So the Ready for Work program is a tool from the university to help you stand out, to gain the employability skills that employers are looking for. It teaches you things of career planning, job campaigning. How do you mm. start tracking um, the employers you want to work for? How do you align your career with the path that you want to go into? Yeah. Things like Personal development, mm. skills you don't learn in class. Some of us are shy by nature. Yeah, but yeah, how yeah. do you then now enhance your skills to be more confident, have the confidence to do presentations, talk to people? You will learn it from ready for work. Yeah, and then you yeah. have got skills like work ethic, like email etiquette, how to mm. answer the phone, how do you type an email, communication skills, um, time management how to manage your finances and budgeting, yeah. you know, skills that really will be useful for you as a new graduate entering the job space. Mm. So the Ready for Work program is available for free for UP students. And I pride myself in this, that we're the only university that actually has a very structured program mm. that is there to help our students. It's for free. You get it on your ClickUp um, through the UP um, Enterprises. It's there own pace, no pressure. It's not time bound. Like you have to complete it in two weeks. You yeah. have to complete it in the first year. No, no time bound. Push yourself to do the packages nice. And you know, Tepi, we're working so hard to try and upgrade the modules all mm. the time to just make sure we give it a fresh new look and, you know, make sure it's interactive and students can really enjoy learning yeah. from it. And like you've already mentioned, a plus is that you get certificates. You put it on your CV. You yeah. know, you have your formal qualification, then you have your extra training, and then you have got these multiple uh, packages that you can show the employers that don't only have the qualification, look at me properly. Mm. I'm now ready for work. I even yeah. have the skills to back it up. Mm. Because to be honest with you, gone are the days you would walk into an interview and say, I deserve this job because I'm qualified. Mm. Bruh, we are all qualified now. Yeah. Everybody has the qualification, but how do you stand out from the person sitting mm. next to you, ready for work? It gives you really, really a competitive edge for yeah. you to use your skills in a better way. You know, describe yourself in a unique way that employers are going to be like, wow, okay, this is sure. the one. So I really yeah. do encourage students to do the Ready for Work program and not only for campus jobs, like mm. really for enhancing your career, whether you get a campus job or you do not, but it will help you throughout your life going forward. Sure, I mean, just listening to the, the kind of work that the career services does, I mean, you come here just to get a qualification, but you go out ready to take on the world in every career space And I think it's just fantastic The work that you're doing um, for, for many students I mean, like I've mentioned I've done the Ready for Work program And it really is it, I mean, it's not 
the simplest thing. And I don't expect it to be, you know, you, you sit down, you take your time with it, and it really puts you through the paces. And at the end of the entire program, uh, when I did it, it was about, I think, four different courses that you do, and you get mm. a certificate after each one of them. You really feel like you're different out of that, and you're ready to... Say, listen, when I walk into an interview, when I walk into a workplace, I'm ready to take on the challenges. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's absolutely incredible the work that you do. I mean, the students who are listening and they're thinking, hmm, how can I reach out to career services, um, for more information? So where can they, where can they find UP Career Services online or on campus? Okay, so on campus, we are right here by Old Chemistry Building mm-hmm. and next to the Piazza Student Center. Um, our office are open um, every day during the weekend. We will be happy students do visit us. Uh, but if you need to get in touch with us, you can email us uh, at careerservices at up.ac.za. And we can find us on social media as well. We mm-hmm. do have a young Instagram page. Uh, please do follow us. Uh, we post most of our events on the page, okay. for example, when we have career fairs yes, and we yes have companies on campus or we've got activations happening. Uh, so we really do encourage students to get in touch and come to the office to visit us. And we can obviously do a lot with the CV and, and mm. other interview tips because that's one of the services that we offer, uh, CV workshops and cover letter writing sure. and also to help you with the interview tips like we discussed. Oh, that, that just sounds incredible. I mean, as a UP student, there's so many things that we have access to and I don't think it hits us properly that there's so many things like you mentioned the career affairs the UP career services that is available all these workshops that you know we can attend and all the advice that we can just come to you and ask about and it's it's just there available for us the work that you do is incredible and hopefully many students have listened to this and have gone hey I want to enter the job markets I need that edge and UP Career Services can help me out. So thank you so much for, for joining us today, Astando. Um, and, and I really hope that you see an influx of, of students not only come into career services, but then leave and enter the job markets and get those jobs, which is really the goal of career services. Exactly. And, That's yeah. why we're here. Sure. I mean, absolutely incredible. Uh, if you want to find them again on campus, that's the old chemistry building that's near the piazza. Otherwise, email them, uh, career services at up.ac.za. Uh, otherwise, you can also find them on Instagram and their socials. Visit all the career fairs that are there. Various faculties have career fairs on different days. Make sure you're on the lookout for the career fairs for your specific faculty. Uh, Exposure to an incredible set of employers that are always looking. I mean, I know for the law career fair that I, I went to, just so many firms there ready to answer uh, questions for questions for students. And again, really incredible work that you're doing. Hopefully, students take note of this and uh, use these services that are available to them. Once again, Asanda, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you so much, Sebi. Enjoy the rest of your day. We color outside the lines. We are Tax FM.